Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Hi, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to the Positive Living Patricia Raskin Show. I'm very happy to have you with us today. Um, This program is all about turning your problems into solutions and your obstacles into opportunities. And we're in the 20th year on the air here at Voice America. And I'm I'm just always so happy to interview such amazing people who motivate us, who show us how to um, really make our dreams come true. And today is no exception. Today I'm interviewing Rocky Lavani, and he is the Chief Profitability Officer for his company, Profit Comes First. And Rocky Lavani started with $25 when his parents immigrated to the United States when he was two years old. And his parents were in their 40s. It was his parents' second time starting over in life, and they moved to experience the American dream. In spite of a lot of struggles, and his mom passing away when he was seven, he's been able to achieve financial success. Rocky spent most of his life chasing what he thought was supposed to make him happy, the American dream and money. When he achieved that goal, he found it didn't provide what he was expecting. There was no bliss, no happy reward, just the desire of whatever it was, and then I'll be happy. That started a long road of figuring out what Rocky wanted in life and what was truly important to him. The answer was harmony across significant areas of his life, health, wealth, time, relationships, and spirituality. Having a clear purpose and changing his mindset to one of abundance has dramatically shifted his life. And he now helps thousands of people become profitable internally and externally. Welcome, Rocky. Thank you so much for having me today. Excited to be with you. Yeah, you too. So that's quite a process you went through from, you know, money being number one to now money being part of everything, but not number one. How did you come to that process, Rocky? Well, I think it's because I conquered the money, and I realized it wasn't giving me what I expected, right? Everyone's told to, to chase money, and yet when you chase money and you have it, you realize that it, it's not giving you the fulfillment that you truly want. And there's actually a lot of studies that say, and the studies are kind of old, but they say once you hit about $75,000 a year, Beyond that, it's not going to change your happiness at all. And I think that's that's very much true. You get to a certain place, and then you're happy. And even if you have more, sure, you're happy for a, a couple of days to enjoy something new, but then you set that as your new expectation, and you go mm. back down to that regular level. So more and more isn't going to make you happier and happier. Yeah, um, I have a question about that, however, and that is money can buy you freedom. It gives you more choice. When you don't have money, you can't travel as much. You can't have many of the things that you want. And I'm talking about when you're struggling. So doesn't money give you that opportunity to make more choices and give you freedom when you are struggling and you don't have it? Absolutely, and that's why they said that number and and I don't think seventy five thousand is the right number because I don't at seventy five thousand you can't you know you have to adjust it for inflation. So I don't know what the new number is, but I would say 
you know, if you're making one hundred and twenty to one hundred and fifty thousand dollars, you could probably afford most things in life, unless you're living in a very high cost of living area, mm-hmm. which. Then again, you got to make more. <laughs> so or, or you have right? a big fam- or you have a big family you have to support. Yeah, I think these factors are. I think the bottom line is is when you can cover your main needs, your housing, your health, and you know your food, and then have a little bit of excess to be able to do the things you want then that's enough. And I, I, that's a question we have a lot, you know, especially amongst business owners. How much is enough? Because you've got these people who are making a lot, a lot of money, and they're still chasing more. At that point, mm-hmm. it's not going to make any difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, that's what you're talking about is when money becomes it and the other things aren't as important. And what I think you're talking about is happiness with time and health and relationships and spirituality, and money's included in that. Yeah, money is important. <laughs> Let's not forget that. Because without yeah. it, you can't, you don't have the other things. But I think like when you look at health, if you're going to give up your health for money, you're going to end up giving up your money to get back your health. Yes. And so it is that yes. harmony of the two. Yes. So you talk about money mindsets. Explain that, Rocky. So this all comes back to basic psychology. As a kid, usually the first zero to six years of our life, we are learning how to be human, right? We're learning how to walk, how to talk, how to go to the bathroom, in all those basic functions. And then from about six to 13, we're, we're just kind of learning in general about life and different things. So our brains are designed to be efficient, right? We can't, we can't take in all the information that we get every day. So the way we do that is we set ourselves up with habits. And think of it this way, right? You go to work, you get in the car in the morning, right? And you drive to work. And for most of us, we don't even remember the drive. Half the time, we're drinking our coffee, looking at something else, doing something. And you ask yourself, how did I even get to work? That's a habit. It's just an automatic programming. Mm-hmm. We have those same programmings with money. So if you start asking yourself a question, money is, what's the answer? Or some people will have certain money programming. So they heard their parents or somebody when they were growing up tell them something about money. For example, if you think rich people are evil, you're never going to be rich. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting when you say, go go ahead. ahead. Well, uh, if you think they're evil, you don't want to be evil, so you won't do it. And this is why people who win the lottery or get an inheritance usually blow the money in a very short period of time. Hmm. Yeah, it's when you, it was interesting when you said, what's the first word that comes to your mind when you say money? And for me, it's freedom. Unequivocally, it is absolutely freedom. Freedom to have more choice to do the things you want to do. And I I think that's important. However, I also agree with you that it's not, it's, it's, it's one thing, but there's so many other pieces here in life. Relationships, love, caring. Yeah. There is, and some people might tell you money is power. Some people might incorrectly tell you 
that money is evil, because that's what they were told religiously. But the Bible doesn't say that. The Bible says, though, the love of money is what causes that, uh, that evil type of thing. Not the money itself. <laughs> and so yes. there's a lot of these bad programs running through people's minds. Mm-hmm. So when you work with clients, Rocky, how do you help them, not just with their mindset, but how do you help them view money? How do you help them build their wealth? So I tend to work with business owners exclusively, and one of the things that I realized, and I was kind of shocked, I just assumed business owners understood the business of business, but then I realized, oh, wait, they're people just like everybody else, and most people have these weird relationships with money. And so a lot of what I do is help them understand the money in their business and help them to make better choices. People can do the same thing. So we use the same principles that people can use. Um, maybe you've heard of it, like Dave Ramsey kind of popularized it in the recent time. Of, and your grandparents probably did this, but when they got money, they took the money and they gave it a purpose. So they would have envelopes or maybe jars, right. and they would say, this is my rent money. Right. This is my money for food. People, when I was a kid, they used to have Christmas club accounts. People would put money aside, $5 a week, so that when Christmas came, it wasn't, oh, we've got to go charge up the card to buy Christmas gifts. It's, mm-hmm. hey, here's our Christmas budget. This is exactly. what we can afford. And exactly. this is how we spend. So Why have we gotten people- away from that, Rocky? Is that because there's just credit so available I mean, people are, again, we're, we're an overcredited, if you will, um, in terms of what people are spending. Is that because it's just so easy to get a credit card? It is, and there's another psychological thing to it. So if you think about it, if I gave you a stack right now of $1,000 bills, you'd have an right. emotional response to that. And, mm. and if I asked you to start giving away those $1,000 bills, you would have an emotional response to that. But if I, I hand you a credit card, you don't have that same emotional response. I when see. you swipe it, whether you're swiping yeah. for a dollar or a thousand dollars, it's just a swipe. There's no emotional connection. Yeah. That's very interesting. I never thought of it that way. That's really fascinating. Yes. Yeah. And I think what you're what you're saying, what I'm hearing, is that the way we did it when we saved years ago for the Christmas club or whatever it was, is kind of what you help people do, is look at where the money's going rather than just automatically put it on a card. Am I correct? Correct. We'd be very intentional with our spending and with our savings. So the big thing is intentionally saving and automating it because life gets busy. But just like you can um, automate your credit card getting paid every month, you can automate your savings. And every month, money comes out of your account and gets saved for you, whether it's through a 401k, a brokerage account, or some other type of system. There's multiple ways to do this. And if you automate it and forget about it, you'll build wealth while you go about living life as long as you spend less than what comes in. 
And so how do you suggest people do that, Rocky? Should they be on a budget? I mean, I don't like the word budget. budget. It's kind of like telling people they're on a diet. Oh, I was about to say, budgets are like diets. (laughs) Yeah. Right? But the reality is, is what we try and teach people is, first off, is understand where your money is going. So awareness. And then ask yourself, is that truly where you want your money to go? And then putting some constraints in place so that you are not overspending. Just being intentional with it. If you give every dollar a job and you say, so what I, a lot of what I'll do and what I'm about to do because we're here at the end of the year is at the end of the year, I sit down and I look at where my money flowed. So I look at where did my cash flow this year, and I ask myself a question. Am I happy with where my cash flows? And if I am, I go about life as it is. And if I'm not happy with where my cash flowed, then I start to make conscious decisions. Well, I'm, I'm going to stop my cash flowing here because I'm just wasting money over there, and it doesn't even matter. And these days, everyone has all of these automated subscriptions, 20 bucks for this, 30 bucks yes. for that, $50 yes. for this. Half of them aren't even being used. And so our money is just leaking away without thought. And so being intentional, I think, and saying, hey, I love, maybe for some women, they love to buy shoes. Maybe it's a guy, he's got a hobby that he loves. Well, go spend on what you love but don't spend on what you don't love. Hmm. Don't just spend to spend. So very true. So when you work with people, um, do you work with them individually? Do you work with them in, in a group? How, how do you do? Do you work with families? Do you work with just business owners? Currently, I just work with business owners um, on a one-to-one basis. Mm-hmm. But a lot of, like, So a lot of the principles we're talking about today, what I do is a lot of teaching. So my teaching is done through the podcast. So people can always listen and learn. And and I teach a lot of what we talk about. And we'll go more into depth with different guests. But that's a big part of what I do is I just teach for free on the show. And this way I can reach a lot more people. You're not going to have the hand-holding, but... You can take away a couple nuggets and go take one baby step in your life today. And that's the big thing. I don't think people realize the power of compounding. So let's do an example. Are you familiar with the compounding story and how money compounds? I'm not. But what we're going to do is we're going to take a break and we're going to come back and you're going to tell us that compounding story. That will be a great segue. And in the meantime, Rocky, how can people find you to work with you or learn more? Uh, so the best place to find me, I have two websites, one for the business owner, which is ProfitComesFirst.com. And if you're not a business owner, then head over to RicherSoul.com. That's where we talk about life in the softer side. And we do mm-hmm. talk about money, too. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. All right. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about compounding and how that can help you increase your wealth and also increase satisfaction and happiness. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. My guest is Rocky Lovani. He's the chief profitability officer for his company, Profit Comes First. 
And stay tuned, folks. Uh, Right after the break, we'll come back and we'll talk about compounding. I'm Patricia Raskin. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Join hosts Navanav every week for Good Morning Canada. Our home is Canada, but our message and reach is boldly global. Our focus is on the alternative perspective, the hidden dimension, and the expansive horizon. Ideas are designed to be challenged, perceptions shattered, and information balanced. We invite you to visualize the converse viewpoint. Dare to be inquiring, but always promise an hour of lively fun. Listen worldwide at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton, a former admissions officer at the University of Pennsylvania and featuring her fellow admissions and college finance experts from Bright Horizons College Coach. The show shares what colleges are really looking for and how to highlight your hard-won achievements for the best chance at success. New episodes air every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. are listening to the patricia raskin show if you wish to call into our program today please call 1-866-472-5788 that number again is 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com now back to the patricia raskin show hi everyone and we are back you are listening to the patricia raskin positive living show right here on VoiceAmerica.com, america's voice my guest today is rocky lovani and he is the chief profitability officer at profit comes first and he helps people with money mindsets he helps people build wealth he helps people uh, really have harmony in their life balancing health and wealth and time and relationships and spirituality he also helps people with planning and understanding Uh, how to use their money so it works for them. Welcome back, Rocky. Thank you for having me. Okay, so let's talk about compounding, what it is, and tell us your story. So compounding is, I think Albert Einstein said, you know, the eighth wonder of the world. And it's amazing how this universal law works in every part of life. So everything basically compounds, whether it be your weight. We talked about diet, right? You gain two pounds a year. At the end of 10 years, you're 20 pounds heavier, which is not good. Debt compounds, and people don't realize how debt compounds, and it can really hurt you. But what I always love to do is just kind of tell a story of compounding. And so, Patricia, a new client has come to you, 
and said, hey, I want to hire you. I have two different payment plans for you. I'm going to hire you for one month, 31 days. I'll either pay you $100,000 a day for 31 days, or I've got this kind of weird plan. I'll pay you a penny today, and tomorrow I'll double it, and I'll pay you two pennies. And the next day I'll double it, and I'll pay you four pennies. And I'll keep doubling it every day for the 31 days. Which pay plan would you prefer? The second one. The second one. How much do you think you'll get paid on the second one? I don't know, but I know if it's compounding, it keeps doubling, so it's going to end up being more. That's my intuitive part. So if we went with $100,000 a day, you'd get $3.1 million. All right? Throw out a guess for what you think you get with the doubling. You mean with the compounding? With the compounding, yeah. Probably double that. So your guess would be about $6 million. Yep. Here's what it works out to be. $21,474,836.47. Wow. So literally, it's seven times practically the amount of money. But here's the interesting part, and this is where I think people really need to understand. You got the $21.5 million because you just doubled from the day 30, the day before. The day before, you were at about $10 million and change. The day before that, you were at about $5 million. The day before that, you were at about $2.5 million. And what I think for most people is, is they start getting on this path of compounding and they feel like they're going really fast and they're doing all this work and everything's doubling, but they look around and they don't see much progress. And so they give up. And when you give up, what you're really giving up is those last sets of doubles. So I just encourage people, you've got to keep going and you've got to keep doing it. And you've got to keep growing. And I don't care what area of life it is. So, so Rocky, give us an example of how we could compound in a very simple way in our life. So let's just talk with, you know, if you were to start saving $500 a month and you just continue to let it grow, we're not going to double that money every month, right? But if you start to save, at the end of the year, you're going to have a certain amount of money. And if you invest it, it will continue to grow. After a period of time, The $500 a month you're putting in doesn't even matter anymore because your money is growing faster than you can put it in. The thing is, it takes a long time for this to happen in life, right? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. the problem is most people don't start saving when they're young. And if you think about it, if if you look at this as life and say, okay, I'm going to save from the time I'm 21 to the time I'm 60, if you give up those first 10 years, you'll never catch up. You'll never be able to get ahead. The person who started the first 10 years actually can stop saving because they built the, the compounding power already into to their money. And the same thing goes for skills, right? If you improve yourself a little bit each day, I mean, if you only improve yourself 1% a day, at the end of the year, you'd be 365% better. 
Mm-hmm. Just teeny little baby steps. So, I think people so, look at that little baby step and don't do it. Right. Now, but isn't that what investing does, Rocky? It's compounding for you, but you have to keep your money in that investment for a long period of time. You do. And investing does that. You know, owning real estate does that. There's plenty of ways to invest and get returns. The higher the return you get every month, the faster it's going to compound and double. So that comes down to the rule of 72. If you, if you took your interest rate or your rate of return and divided it into 72, it would tell you how long it would take for your money to double. So these days, we don't get much interest. If you're getting 1% interest, it's going to take you 72 years for your money to double, which most of us will be dead by then. But if you're getting 10% interest, well, then your money would double every 7.2 years. And 10% doable, there are ways to do that. Yeah. So there's so much that you work with. So let's talk a little bit about how parents can teach their children about money. So if you remember, we started this conversation with our money mindsets. And so I think the first thing parents need to do is be careful what they tell their kids. Right? Christmas is here. We can't afford that. Well, what does that tell that kid that they can't afford something? They're not worthy, maybe. The other thing they might tell them is you have to work hard to make money. Well, if you have to work hard to make money, then what are you going to start thinking? Oh, I have to work hard. What if we told kids, hey, making money is easy instead of saying making money is hard? It changes the mindset. So number one is be very careful of what you say to your kids, and these are For most people, these are offhanded comments that they say without even thinking. And when you actually listen to people, you'll learn what their mindsets are because they'll throw those little kind of barbs into the conversation from time to time. Someone says, oh, I went on a trip, and someone else says, oh, that must be nice, right? The the sarcasm is there. I wish I could do that. They don't even think it's possible for them. So number one is watching the words that we use. Number two, I tell people, you can watch all the golf you want on TV and read all the books about golf that you want, but until you swing a club, you will never learn to play golf. If you want your kids to learn about money, you have to let them have money and you have to let them play the money game. And for a little kid, they don't need a ton of money. So what we would do is we would give our kids their age in allowance every every week, and we gave them a set of rules. So if you're six years old, you would get $6 bills every week, and we told them they had to give a portion of that to charity, and then for the rest of the money that they were left with, they would split it half and half between saving and spending. So we were mm-hmm. building this habit of saving from a very early age. And we said, you're not saving to buy a Christmas present. You're saving for some day in the future, like when you want to buy a house or maybe when you want to retire. So we're teaching delayed gratification, which is, I think, one of the biggest powerful ways that you can build wealth is learning to, to not spend, learning to delay 
having everything in the moment. And that goes back to your comment about the credit cards. Because it's so easy, we can buy stuff we can't afford. Hmm. Did your parents teach you did your parents teach you that as a child? They did they did and it happened in a different way. So my parents were immigrants as as you started off with the show. When they came here, they would hang out with their friends who also immigrated. And they would have money conversations and they would talk about negotiation. And they would talk about saving money, and they would talk about investing money. So as a kid, I heard all of these conversations, and I didn't realize most people aren't having money conversations because money is a taboo subject, right? There comes those mindsets again. You don't talk about money. That's not good. Well, how do you expect a kid to learn about money if you don't do that? I have an MBA, right? I have a Bachelor of Science in Economics. Neither of those programs taught me about money and building wealth. School never taught us about building money and building wealth. You go to school, why? To get a job, to do what? To make money. But do they teach you how to make money? No. Do they teach you how to invest money? No. And that's the problem. We're not having these conversations. I was lucky. I just didn't realize that until I was an adult that that was what was going on. But again, you you know, you had that good background. I think often what happens today is that, you know, kids watch their parents and if their parents are charging it up on the credit cards and the kids think that they can have it without thinking about it, correct? Yes. And more important than that, I think today's young kids are getting on these devices and it's like, click here, buy this, buy this, buy this. They don't even realize that they're spending money. They're just clicking on the app, having fun at six, seven years old. I can't tell you how many people I've heard stories of thousands of dollars spent in the iTunes store, not a clue from the parents because they didn't password protect it, lock it and all of that. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. So um, let me ask you a couple of other things here when you were talking about children and then as they grow into adults, what is it that you think kids should know? Now, you said a lot about if you love something, save up for it and buy it, right? Buy what you love. Don't just buy things to buy things. But what are some basic values, Rocky, that you think not only we should teach our children, but we should follow ourselves? Well, I, I think a basic value is don't spend money you don't have. Stop spending your future today. That's what you're doing when you go into debt. You're spending your future, and too often people don't realize that, and humans emotionally can't comprehend that, and that's where I think we get into trouble. If we haven't learned that skill of living within our means, then we've got a major, major problem, and that was the other thing with the kids. I said, give them money to spend, so... When you go to the store now, you'll be shocked. And this will happen with five-year-olds and six-year-olds. If you go to the store and they say, I want candy, and you say, well, you have money, go buy it, they will think twice about spending their own money. They won't think twice about spending your money. But when it's theirs, it completely changes. And, And we talked about this going back to the beginning. If these kids are holding $1 bills, there's a visceral touch to it that we have forgotten when we're swiping cards all the time. And so 
what you're doing is you're teaching those habits to your kids and they're learning to make choices, but then you have to have the conversations with them and show them, hey, if I buy this candy at the convenience store, it's one price. If we go over to the grocery store and buy this candy, it's a lower price. And if you and your sibling get together and go to Costco and buy the big bag at Costco, it's a different price. And learning how to make those differentials and understand and letting them learn, you know, how that works. And kids will get the math there. It's like $1 for one candy bar or go to Costco and for $10 you get 50 they get right. that. They're not. Right. They're pretty smart if if you show yeah. them those kinds of numbers. Right. So it's it's very. But it's also setting the example, Rocky, which is what you're talking about mm-hmm. too. You know, it's you, you need to set the example. Well, so I have a saying: kids don't listen to what you say; they listen to what you do. Right. Absolutely. Okay. So right, we're going to take. Setting go, the ahead. go ahead. No, I was just saying it's setting the example. Absolutely. All right, we're going to take a break in in about a minute or so. Rocky, share again how people can find you. So if you're looking to find the life of harmony, we talk about that at richersoul.com, and we go into all the different areas and much deeper, deeper dives into how to actually be healthy and how to build relationships and and all of those different things. Subjects. And then at Profit Comes First, we talk about business profit. So if you're a business owner, that's the place to be. Great. Wonderful. All right. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the power of life planning and how Rocky helps his clients understand uh, not just what they're doing today, but what where their purchases tie into their values and, you know, and how they can plan appropriately. So you're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on VoiceAmerica.com, America's Voice. Um, stay tuned, everyone. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. A brave heart is anyone with the courage to be of service to others. If you have that courage, then Brave Hearts Radio with Brian Reinbold is for you. Even if you aren't yet, you'll want to still tune in to get inspired, create your own story to share, and change your life for the better. Listen to the stories of service and courage shared by amazing guests and your input too. Listen for Brave Hearts Radio, Mondays at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Remember, doing good anywhere does good everywhere. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. 
Do you know that over 70% of people with disabilities are not counted in the workforce with twice the unemployment rate of the non-disabled? Join Joyce Bender, CEO of Bender Consulting Services and a disability leader as she talks about best practices and newest trends in disability employment on Disability Matters. As a person living with epilepsy and hearing loss, Joyce is an international advocate for disability employment. Tune in on Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. And my guest today is Rocky Lovani. He's talking about money mindsets, how to build wealth, harmony versus balance. He's talking about the power of life planning. His company is Profit Comes First, and he is the Chief Profitability Officer. And uh, welcome back, Rocky. He also has his own podcast. And Rocky, where's your podcast? The one podcast is called Richer Soul. It's available wherever you're listening to this or wherever you tend to listen to your podcasts on. All right. So let's talk about the power of life planning. So this is kind of an interesting subject, and it's something that I learned about probably seven, eight years ago. And I would ask people, you know, do you have a life plan? And most people will say no. And here's where things get very interesting. If, if you want to go somewhere and you know where you're going, right? So let's say I'm in California and I'm going to New York and I get on a plane. That plane is off course 99% of the time. It's constantly being hit with wind and slight adjustments and always being off direction. But at the end of about five hours, it lands in New York City. But what if you got on that plane and you said, I don't know where I'm going? Where would you end up? Would you have enough fuel? Would you end up crashing? And this is what I think most people in life don't have a defined life plan. And what I mean by that is to take every single segment of your life. So we've talked about that. What does health mean to you, right? How do you define being healthy and what's involved and what does that look like for you? So I'm getting up there in age. I'm in my late 50s. I know that as people age, you know, you start to to weaken and I don't want to do that. So I've defined what my health looks like when I'm older and I define what I need to do to achieve that. And it goes down to working out, the types of things that I'll do, how I eat, and how much I weigh, and and all of those types of things. And then we look at every part of life. So I've done it for my health. I've done it for my wealth. I've done it for what does my family look like and how am I involved with my family. 
what are my relationships with other people? What do I want that to look like in my life? What does my spirituality look like in my life? You know, what does my work look like? How am I going to, to show up in the world and serve? And picking whatever is most important to you and then taking the time to sit down and define it and paint the picture of what that life looks like for you. And then, again, we're going to take baby steps. We're, we're, wherever we're at today, and we're going to take one step towards that ultimate life that we want to live. And every day you just get a little bit better and you achieve those goals. But if you don't know where you're going and what you want, then we get confused. We get put in a drift and we're constantly chasing something. Maybe it's right for us. Maybe it's not. But when you define what you want, it becomes real easy. So when that plane goes from California to New York and someone says, let's go to Washington, they go, no, we're going to New York. That's where this plane is going. This is where my life is going. I will not be distracted. So important. So important to have those goals. Um, Give us an example of someone that you worked with, a client, uh, just and how you helped them and it really shifted what they were doing. So most people, I'm not the expert in most things, so I find the best people in different areas and I use their material. So for this life planning, I use a book from uh, Michael Hyatt called Living Forward. It's a proven plan to stop drifting and get the, the life you want. And what I do is I work with my clients, and it takes them probably three to four months to go through and write their life plan. They read the book, and there's templates in there, and they spend two to three months just going through life and thinking through and taking notes of how they want different things to occur in their life. And then they pick a day, and they literally go away somewhere, and they sit down, they take their notes, and they write their plan with no distractions. So they go off and they do it. And for a lot of people, they they tell me it's scary going into it, but once they get through it, it is so fulfilling, and they have such clarity on what they want. And they can also see, hey, I want X, but I'm doing Y, so I need to change my behaviors and habits. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I've taken people through this process who are probably as young as 16 or 17, all the Mm -hmm. way up to people in their 60s and and beyond. And each of them who actually does it and puts the thought and effort into it is just, if you know where you're going in life, it becomes so much easier to get there because you're not distracted. You you can now define what you're looking for, and it, it is just life-changing yeah yeah how do you when you talk to your clients i know you have another website where you look at harmony so talk about harmony versus balance talk about rocky how you help clients um deal with and balance their health their wealth their time their relationships and their spirituality so i i used to talk about balance And what I realized is balance is a struggle for people because when you talk about balance, you think that everything has to be equal. 
And that is not true in life, right? You can't have equality on everything. If you try to do that, you're constantly chasing and you're never, you're never winning. The concept of harmony is kind of like listening to music, right? If you're listening to music, there are all these different parts going on in the music. Sometimes there's vocals, there's a drum, there's a piano maybe, and a guitar. And as you go through, those different parts come and go to create the harmony of that music. Well, your life is much the same, right? You've got to deal with work. You've got to deal with going and working out. You've got to deal with building wealth. You've got to deal with time with the kids, time with friends, time for vacation. Different things are going to come and go. And when you try to balance them all, everyone seems to be overwhelmed. But when you realize Mm. that each season, there's different seasons to life and different parts, if you can figure out how you want your life to live, which is going back to having the life plan, then you can start to put the pieces together and understand that at certain times, you're going to be working a lot. And if you're going to do that, you create harmony by at other times, spending a lot of time with family. But you can see that in life. Life is going to ebb and flow and you understand that and say, okay, we're going to sprint for a month this way. And then we're going we're gonna to come back and sprint for a month that way. And being intentional with, with how those things come together and they flow, that's kind of how it all comes together. And so you've got to define it all and then make it all fit together and ignore and get rid of all the stuff that are wasting time in your life. I think we'd be shocked at how much time we waste on social media or TV or distractions, email and all this other stuff, just learning to say no to it all and defining what you want and then understanding that it, it, it's never going to be perfect, but if you're intentional, you'll figure out how to create the life you want and how to sing the song you want to sing. Hmm. Very good. What would you say is your message? What would be your message for, you know, if people get one thing out of this program today, um, what would be your strong message? So underlying all of this is what we kind of talked about at the beginning. When you have money and financial freedom, you no longer really have problems, right? Because everything is essentially solvable. Now, granted, if you have health problems, They're not always solvable, right? There are parts of things that we can't control. But when you build your wealth, you get a lot more freedom, which, as you said, money is freedom. It gives you the ability to do what you want on your terms. It also gives you the ability to say, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not working. You know, we're talking about the great resignation. When you have money, you get to resign. Say, I'm not working under these conditions. I'm not doing those things. And you also get to buy time. Like, hey, I want to spend time with the kids, so I'm going to pay somebody to clean my house so I have time with those kids. The simplest thing I tell people is start building an automated savings program and start small. Nobody will miss a dollar out of 100, which is 1%. If you work for a company, you've got a 401k plan, just put 1% into the 401k plan. 
if you don't have something like that, there's plenty of, of brokerage houses and other investment firms that you can automatically take a couple of dollars out of your bank account every month without you thinking about it and start to build wealth. And every couple of months, just turn that knob up a little bit. Take the 1%, and when you're comfortable with it, three months from now, make it 2%. You know, if you think about it, if every three months you could just add 1% to your savings rate, in five years, you'd have a 20% savings rate. In 10 years, you'd have a 40% savings rate. And if you've got that big a savings rate, number one, you don't require a lot to live. So your cost of living is considerably lower. And two, you're compounding your money and building wealth so that you one day have the freedom to say, I'm going to do things my way, how Mm -hmm. I choose. And you don't have to spend 40-something years working for things that you don't like or doing things you don't enjoy. Mm -hmm. And you have to enjoy the time in between. I'm not telling you not to, to enjoy the journey, you have to enjoy the journey to building wealth as well along the way. But creating Absolutely. that army and creating that automated system. Yeah, it's wonderful. Rocky, it's been great. Again, tell people how they can find you. Best place to find me is Richer Soul. And the website there, it's richersoul.com, the podcast. We share a lot of these types of things in much more depth and bring you examples of people who are actually doing this so you can see that this is possible. And they share their story of how they've been able to achieve harmony in their life and how they're improving their health, their wealth, their time, being time management, and and spirituality in all these different areas. We go real, real deep with uh, a ton of great guests. Wonderful. And where can they find the podcast? On your website? They can find it on the, the website or wherever they listen to podcasts. If you just type it into whatever podcast player you use, whether it's Google, iTunes, anything, you'll find it. And it's called again? Richer Soul, R-I-C-H-E-R-S-O-U-L. Rocky, it's been an honor and a pleasure to have you on this program. I really appreciate it. Great information. Thank you. Thank you. All right. That wraps up this edition of the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. Remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. You can write to me, Patricia, patriciaraskin.com. I can put you on my newsletter list, and you can see all these wonderful guests that come on every month. If you're thinking of doing your own show and really want to get your message out there, I can help you there, too. Patricia at patriciaraskin.com. And Facebook, Patricia Raskin, Raskin Resources. Everyone, have a wonderful holiday. Sending you all love and light. I'm Patricia Raskin. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of The Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.